Hi there, this is Kelly Bodden. I'm the host of the Hello Live podcast and uh, welcome to the Q&A companion to Heidi Peters episode on connecting evaluation results to IEP goals. Hi, Heidi. No. Um, real quick, I want to remind our listeners that if you haven't already listened to her episode, pause this one, go back, listen to what she had to say. Um, there's some great stuff in there and you'll get some CEUs for free and then come back and listen to this um, because we are super fascinating, but it will make more sense if you uh, listen to them in the right order. So uh, excellent job, Heidi. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So Heidi and I, um, when did we, it was at our uh, end of the year function last year, right? And we started talking about this a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And so um, Heidi and I have a similar background in that we both are clinicians for the Hello Foundation. And so uh, a lot of us in this kind of job, and I imagine it's the same for folks in other contracting companies. Um, but we have this unique window in that we see, we get sort of plopped down, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we get to see, I feel like I've read more IEPs in my life than, <laughs> you know. Than books. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Because uh, the first thing I always do when I get somewhere is I sort of sit down with my stack and, or now, that was in the olden times. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, sort of go through things online. But um, so we have that that similar background of um, really having the, it's almost a privilege to, to see such a wide variety of what's happening out there. So, so uh, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but what what made you uh, feel so passionate about this topic, Heidi? <laughs> I think because I found myself over, I don't even know how many years, getting to um, a new school or new setting and just kind of, it's like one more thing to do at the beginning of the year when you look at all these goals and you go, this is not realistic or I don't, I don't have these materials. Um, and talking to other SLPs and finding out that other people are having the same frustrations, right? Or, you know, the same inform- you know, the same situation. And so, um, and given that we have worked in so many districts and, you know, I've worked in five states that it's, it wasn't just one district or one SLP that was doing this. This is kind of, there's people doing this kind of across the board, you know? Right. And, right. Yes. Um, I thought, well, and I remember in grad school too, writing IEP goals. That's not part of, that was not part no. of our, um, <laughs> teaching. Not that, at all. Yeah. Not at all. It was, um, you know, you go out and you do your, excuse me, the, your school placement. And it was the SLP. It was the supervisor's job to teach you all this stuff. Well, you know what you, um, if you have a supervisor that teaches you how to do IEPs like this, well, then that's how you're going to write them. Um, or sometimes you, yeah, you go into a school, but you really end up not doing any of the paperwork because you're busy watching, not <laughs> recap that. <laughs> you're not you're not really busy watching the kids. You're you're busy running the groups sure. while that SLP is taking that opportunity to catch up on their paperwork. Totally. Because SLPs are overwhelmed. They are. And so yeah. the student often doesn't get to do much IEP um stuff or even evaluation stuff. They don't get to do a lot of paperwork. Um 
So, and I think this particular skill, and I do think it's a skill, it is not something that you can just, it's not, I, it's not necessarily super intuitive to, um, I mean, we'd like to think, I think that the, we give an evaluation and then it's going to tell us what the kid or adult for that matter, but what the, the client needs mm-hmm. and then, and then we'll work on that. Yeah. And I, I don't know enough about the way tests are written and all of that to really know what the issue is, except that it's just not the way it works. And so I think you're right. I think you do have to have somebody really teach you. And I was lucky enough to have a couple of school supervisors who were like obsessed with goal writing. Yeah, I did too. And my CF supervisor yeah. as well. Yeah, mine too. So it was really, um, and it's, it's my personality too. I'm sort of like obsessive about it. I do too. Um, but, I usually write a goal and then, you know, I usually write it a few days before the IEP and I think about it like, okay, could I have written that better? Am I going to be able to, am I going to be able to measure that? Like, it, or, you know, when it comes to progress note time, oh, am I going to be able to report on that? Yeah. And so usually, I mean, some of those kids, especially the ones where it's like, you know, and I hate to say it's, it's, well, it's generally the more involved kids, the really low level kids, because sure. I want them to do so much, right. but I have to stop and I have to go, you know what, that's not realistic. I know that I really, really want them to make, you know, two years worth of growth, but really they're probably not going to, because they are so involved. There's so many things going on with this child that I realistically, I have to step back. I see this a lot with um, augmentative communication goals. Yes. Especially, yes. The, you know, mm-hmm. you get you get the goals and they say like, this child will, um, you know, create phrases or sentences, plus they'll, um, you know, use it to um, have a conversation with other people. And, you know, they just have so much stuff. And then you go, okay, they don't even know how to turn the device on. Right. Um, oh, yeah, so, completely. Yeah, or... They, they, can, they don't even know how to, you know, go from one overlay to the next. Like, we need to know how to just navigate the system at this point and work on some, you know, vocabulary development. But, um, yeah, definitely just kind of knowing what to write in your goals is it, it's hard. It's really hard to go it, from there. And it, it is. And you have to have support. And I think that um, one thing that I wrote down when I was listening to you talk is that I mean, I have sort of workload on the brain right now because we're doing this whole blog series on workload. And, but it, in so many ways, this issue really is a workload issue because I don't think that I, I choose to believe that most SLPs, 99% of SLPs in their heart of hearts want to write good goals and want to do the right thing. But workloads really do, like you said, make sometimes make it um, impossible. And certainly I've looked back at some of my goals over the years and I'm like, oh, yikes. That was not great. Sorry that I'm leaving that one there for the next person. I know. I know. But that piece about, um, you know, that that somebody can that this is something that travels with the kid. And so, you know, thinking about, Oh, I don't think it's the, uh, it's not the pottery barn rule. That's you break it, you buy it. 
<laughs> you know, the leave it better than you found it sort of. Oh, that's the Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. Okay. You know, Pottery Barn, Girl Scouts. Yeah, whatever. You <laughs> Same know. difference. They'll shop there when they get older. That's right. That's right. But that like, I sort of found things a mess. I always try and find, you know, leave things better than I found them. But also knowing because I have and you have inherited so many, so many uh, IEPs that are just straight up a mystery. You don't really know at all what's going on. I always try and think, keep it in my mind, like this kid is not mine forever. Mm -hmm. And that's easier to do for me because I, I truly know that. That kid's not mine forever, but I think for, I think it would be a good rule for everybody to think about, you know, if, and also there's so many times when both you and I have gotten called in because something unfortunate has happened to the SLP. They've had mm-hmm. a death in the family or they themselves have become ill and, and so they're not there to fill in the holes so, um, or even answer the questions, or answer the questions totally. And so, um, to really do right by the kids, you owe it to them to really pack that IEP with mm-hmm. as much information as you can. Yep. So, um, I wrote down to ask you a question about um, what your out of all these things, like what's your single biggest pet peeve? My single biggest pet peeve. <laughs> 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 Um, I think it's probably out of all of those errors, maybe mm-hmm. to pick yeah. which one. I think the one that annoys me the most is when goals are too specific. Sure. Yeah. Because that is where I feel like I have to absolutely redo the goal. Yeah. Like, you know, where the other one's like, okay, if they write a goal for every item missed, well, guess what? On the progress notes, I'm going to be like, not targeted, not targeted, not targeted. Um, you know, if they're written verbatim from a subtest or, you know, or item that was, um, incorrect, well, I can break that down. I can say, okay, yeah, they missed that, but you know what? I'm going to work on this portion of that goal or even goals that are too general, which also really annoys me because, um, it does cause me to take extra time. It's almost like I have to do my own assessment. Sure. Oh yeah, totally. You know, to figure out what they need. You have to like oh my gosh, I could work on everything. I mean, that's, isn't everybody's goal to work, you know, to increase their expressive and receptive yeah, receptive vocabulary. Express, you know, yeah, vocabulary <laughs> and language skills. That's, that's everybody's goal. That's so, why they're um, here. Yeah, but at least then when I go to progress note time, I can say, oh, based on a informal probe I did on such and such date, this is what we've been working on. Right, uh, and I do yeah. think there's some admin issues here too because I'm always... I am. I always am encouraging SLPs to push back because some of these ridiculous goals come from on high, you mm-hmm. know, and that um, good administrators let SLPs do their jobs and they trust SLPs to do it well and do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, and sometimes it's not even the direct uh, supervisor, but it's the, I mean, so I... Um, some states also uh, write goals that they want SLPs to use yeah. that are not great. I believe one of the states that you and I have both worked in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Having a, a goal banks is great for ideas of goals. Yeah. Goal banks should not be 
therefore click on it and that's a one size fits all because that's not how goals are. Yes. Goal banks should be used for ideas, but they need to be altered to individuals. That's why it's an individualized education plan. Oh, that's what the I stands for. Yeah. Oh, you know, having, you know everybody in your district do language for learning or everybody in your district on one, you know, that's not, um, you know, that's, that's not an IEP. That's, you know, that's an IEP is what's for this individual. So yeah, that's yeah. very important to consider. And I do have, I've come across districts where, um, you know, these kind of goals just pass. And I have gone to the special ed director or, you know, administrator and I say, you know, I've seen these goals. I've talked to the SLP about these and things are not changing or whatever. Um, and I say, and you know, what happens is if you guys get audited and these auditors look for these kinds of things, like, is this measurable? This is going to be a no. Right. If, they, if these auditors really know what they're looking for. Right, right. And so I really love that you shared that SMART, the acronym. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really, that's great. And if you just, I, you know, if that, it seems like everybody should just print that off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you write like how to write a good IEP goal, you know, this comes up. And sometimes they're a little bit different what they like relevant might say, realistic but oh, it's all, they're mm-hmm. all kind of, I mean, it's all the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, right. And it's like, yeah, relevant and realistic and yeah. Mm-hmm. Functional doesn't really fit in the SMART acronym, acronym but it all kind of goes together. That's, that's where I do the relevant. Like, is it relevant to that student? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I was thinking that I would love to have it because I know one of your other areas of interest is that severe to profound uh, yes. population. And I would love to have you back sometime to talk about writing functional goals. Oh yeah, definitely. With that population, because I think that's another thing that people really struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to to balance between what's realistic and and what truly is functional. Um, and wishes and desires. Yes. You know, everybody yes. wants these students to, you know, be like the general ed kids, but sometimes it is it's. IEPs are often reality checks. Yeah, they are. And I think that there's a way to do it where you can honor both. Mm-hmm. You can honor sort of the hopes and dreams. Because certainly, I I personally do not want to be a dream crusher. It's not really yeah, no. something I like to do in life. So, the, But there is a way to do it where you can honor those sort of hopes and dreams. And at the same time, be realistic and relevant. So... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd love to have you back to talk about that if you're not too scarred from your podcast. No, this is, this is great. Oh, good. Well, you know, speech therapists like to talk. That's one of the reasons why we're at the job. So I know, I know. Um, so I think we should probably wrap up. Okay. Um, so thank you again so much for doing this. No problem. Think, Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. I think people are really going to appreciate what you had to share. And I want to remind people that um, if you've found this on iTunes or Stitcher, that you can visit us on our blog um, at the Hello Foundation Schools, it's all one word, dot com for a little more information on Heidi's presentation. And Heidi, I was, I don't know if you had any, I don't think you shared any um, resources, but if you have any resources, we can put them up with the post. Okay. Um, and you can, if you found us through the website, then you can always subscribe, um, 
to the podcasts on iTunes and they'll deliver directly to your advice, to your device. And we always want to hear from you. So leave us a comment on the blog or find us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, and I would personally, because I'm trying to work on the spring calendar, I'd love to know what people want to hear about. So, yeah. And I just want to say, um, just as a final thought, yeah, sure. that, um, I, um, I don't want to feel like, I don't want people to feel like I'm calling them out. And so I'm not using any names, but, um, just that whole idea of no better, do better just because you did it in the past. doesn't. Let's like move forward. Yes. So no better, do better. <gasps> That's like my favorite Oprah thing. <laughs> Oprah says that and I think, I can't remember who said it to her. I think Maya Angelou or something. Somebody, you know, yeah. When you know, but yeah, you did what you knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And now you know better, so do better. Yep. Perfect, Heidi. So thank you very much. All righty. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.